Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Welcome to Sons of a Gun, a podcast about DC, the DC Universe, and a certain celebrity father that we can't mention. I'm Alex Gunn. I'm Justin Gunn. I'm Pete. Also last also name Gunn. Last name Gunn. Also last name Gunn. But we don't mention why we're called that. But we are going to be talking about the DCU and a bunch of DC news topics that have popped up over the past week. Let's kick it off with a big one per our podcast. Superman Legacy has Ooh. begun pre, pre-production. Everybody's favorite part of production. Now, um, they are wait, working wait, out. wait a second. Yeah, We've yeah, yeah. got a line producer on our podcast, so we should just check with him. When you say pre-production, let's talk about what that means. Is that just lining up finances? Is that getting okays for locations? And then you got to go scout. Like, where are we when it says pre-production? You know what I mean? Give us the inside scoop. And it could mean a lot of things. Um, right, it's getting right. That's what I'm so worried about. The things that you said. Worried um, about the things that you said are a little pre-production more production. means nothing. Means fucking nothing. You either started production or you haven't. You know what I mean? Well, don't, I don't need to hear about the pre-shit. Like, listen, I got a bunch of post-it notes and I'm ready. You know, for yeah. that script when I eventually get it, and then I write some stuff. No, pre-production means people are starting to spend money, which is a great sign because that means that it's going to happen in Hollywood. Like a lot of in a lot of industries. Once people start spending money, their chances of it actually coming to f- be finished are way, way higher. So I think it's good. They're not, they don't have to line up financing for something like this. The money's in the bank. Uh, but I, what I was excited about this is James Gunn posted the cover of the script of his uh, final draft script. Uh, What's on the his title? Twitter. Does it say I am Superman? It Superman says Le- Superman Legacy. Pete, oh, please okay. call me. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, oh, weird. <laughs> So, yes, the script is done. What he said about pre-production is that they're starting to design costumes. They're starting to design sets. They're doing uh, some pre-design animatics, I think, as well, to figure out some of the action sequences. Previs. Previs. And as of either <coughs> yesterday or today, I honestly don't remember what the date was, he tweeted out uh, per casting, yes, we have some incredible choices I'm incredibly excited and relieved, says James Gunn about Superman. Previously, it said, no, we haven't looked at anybody before. So it seems like there are actually, there's a list. They're looking at Supermans. Do you have any early picks? Is there anybody you want? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, I I will say, I'm sorry if this ends up being a spoiler, but there is a rumor that maybe he is actually going to play Superman in The Flash. And when they do like a Speed Force moment and they see a bunch of different multiverses, that's going to be one of them. Well, the only reason I say this is because, you know, I was uh, taking on a tour of the DC offices uh, many moons ago. And one of the things you see is a mold of Nicolas Cage uh, as Superman that he kind of 
came close to playing, but never kind of got it. So. Yeah, there's footage. Yeah. So that must have been pre-production, but that never happened. So you tell me what's up. <laughs> what are you fighting with about pre-production? Uh, the thing with um, the casting is we don't know how old Superman mm-hmm. is in this. Like, it could be any it's, – it's a tough situation. The script is really dictating, and I think this script is going to take maybe some more swings. The way we talked about it in uh, – the uh, Superman uh, book that we uh, reviewed in relation to Superman legacy uh, is like, it could be, if it follows that vein, the, the Grant Morrison, um, Frank Quitely series, it could be a classic looking Superman, but just from a different uh, perspective or something like it. Th- there are so many open questions about yeah. what the content of the script is. Yeah, I agree. It's really hard to do fan casting at this point. Sorry for even bringing it up. But it's definitely exciting to think that there are some thoughts in that direction and we may have a new Superman very soon. Danny DeVito. Love Henry it. Cavill. The child of Danny DeVito and Henry Cavill. Uh, let's move over to the other big guy, Batman. Now, the Russos were asked during a press tour for Citadel, their Amazon Prime video series, would they ever want to do a DC movie? And they said that, ooh, it would be kind of a no-brainer to do Batman. We'd love to do Batman. And then the next day on the red carpet, they're like, listen, to be clear, we don't, we're not doing Batman. That was the first thing that came to mind. It was a long press day. Sorry about that. Pete, you watched the interview, though, and you felt like it was a, a Yeah, I mean, that was just one of those things where the interviewer was just kind of like, hey, if you ever, you know, it, it seems like you guys are kind of like not doing anything for uh, Marvel. It would be cool. Would you ever do anything for DC? And if you could, what would you want to do? And they're like, oh, man, we love comics. Uh, you know, as a kid, Batman was really great. You know, that would be an awesome thing to be a part of. But, you know. It's not really going to happen, but that would be cool if it would. You know, that's all it was. It wasn't like a we want to do Batman or whatever. It was just kind of like, if anything, uh, Batman would be fun. But it was not in there. It it just was kind of like a question. It wasn't like a we want to do this. Tell DC we're into this idea. It was. Yeah, it was just kind of a random question that uh, somebody was asking. So, yeah, interesting that that boiled up. If you asked anyone if they'd want to do a Batman movie, they would probably say, yeah, sure. Uh, so I, that makes sense. But I, it, this made me think, like, what would a, a Russo's Brothers um, Batman movie be? And I think it would be cool because I think it would be the opposite of all of these dark, brooding, very self-serious Batman movies we've had for ever, basically, since um, the original Tim Burton uh, movie. So you're saying it's like bright and it's a musical. So you're saying the opposite of what we got before. Exactly. It's the perfect companion to the upcoming Joker. See, I I disagree a little bit. I mean, this is me souring on the Russos a bit since, honestly, since Winter Soldier. I think they've never really hit that peak in terms of, again, I'm sorry. Wow. Not to get too into all of the other Marvel movies they've directed since, but I think Forgetting about, I'm not going to slam any of the Marvel Come movies. Come on, that guy. Did. What? Those anyway. guys, they gave so much to us, and you're just going to fucking be like, yo, fuck they them? Gave. I don't they know. Gave. I gave them money, and they gave yeah. me a product back. So we're They even. were also given money by um, yeah, uh, we're good. a lot of people. Yeah, we're good. Uh, so my thing about the Russos is, I think, forgetting about the Marvel stuff, like, that's unimpeachable. We all agree on that. Uh, the After the Marvel stuff, though, they've 
delivering these generic blockbuster action things that either they've been producing or directing and they just feel like cold and gray and just the most like over the top bland things possible. So I don't know. I I don't want to see them direct a Batman thing. Wow. Wow. Sorry, guys. Awful. Well, you, well, Alex, you know what? You got your wish because they're not doing one. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Oh, no. Oh, monkey paw. Ah. Anyway, uh, why don't we move on to something a little Fucking more positive? Awful, dude. They working their asses off and you're like, they're just cranking out garbage since Marvel stuff. I mean, listen, somebody, uh, if you're at the garbage crank, you're going to create, if that's your job, you're going to crank out garbage. Oh you know God. what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I interned at the garbage crank. <laughs> Did you? Really? Yeah. How'd I that could pay? never, never got Or was it just credit? It. it was just credit. It was, it was a school credit and anything I could pick out, like a lot of old <laughs> banana peels. <laughs> oh, nice. Used tires. Never got to touch the crank. Oh, <laughs> you would think. You would I, think. Not even once. Like, I feel like that's the sort of experience that you're able to put on your resume. And I want to know to what to movie you hated so much that they did that was such fucking garbage to you. It's been all downhill from Winter Soldier. That's what I'm saying. It's like name one movie. Civil War is not as strong as Winter Soldier. Infinity War is good, but it's not as good oh as Civil God. War. Fuck Endgame you, is not as good as Infinity War. What? <sighs> and then they did The Gray Man or whatever. That was yeah, fun. The, Go fuck the, yourself. That was a gray, fun time. The Gray Man is not not great. Oh. Uh, Dude, I had a blast at The Gray Man. Um, looking at other movies, 21 Bridges? Yeah. Oh, say something. Say something Ex- about 21 Bridges. Right now, fucking say something. Say something, I dare you. Chadwick <laughs> too, too many bridges. That's a lot of bridges. Second to last movie ever did, you piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. I hate you. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's second to last movie, you piece of shit. <laughs> it's not, no one's saying. Dude, the guy's fucking dying, he wants to get a movie in, and you're going to fucking say something? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> No, chill. Jesus Christ! You're right. It's a lot of bridges. It's a lot of being on bridges. Then there's not even a sin. Like Jeff Bridges isn't in it. Yeah, I think they could have had another one of those bridges. In it. You know what I'm talking about, Pete? <laughs> well, I really Dude, wish I, I know, put this new item. You see, a, you see like a bridge down. in a Star Wars movie. Somebody's going to die. You know that much. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to another news item, if you don't mind. The Dead Boy Detectives, which was originally supposed to be on HBO Max, nay, now Max, has moved over to Netflix, but it has wrapped production. And when asked, Neil Gaiman said it's in the sand, quote, Sandman universe. So he wasn't definitively being like, we're crossing over with Sandman, and Sandman's going to be on it. It's the beginning of a Sandman universe on Netflix. But... Maybe? I don't know. I bet it doesn't actually cross over, but I get why they're like, it's part of the Sandman universe, a show that is pretty popular, yeah. I guess, on Netflix yeah. that is at least getting a second season. And now that this is going to be uh, hanging on Netflix, it's like, well, of course, let's make these shows connected. It'll be like a secret thing to for peep fans of the show, Sandman, to watch on their time. I I would love it if they connected it in some way. I think, you know, since production is 
just wrapped, there was a chance for them to potentially throw something in there, even if it's like an end credit sequence or something like that. And for people who don't know, Dead Boy Detectives comes out of the Sandman universe line of comics, and that's what it's currently published under over at DC. So there is a natural connection there. Like you're so saying, you're saying I think, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. I would love it. Even if it feels a little forced, that feels like such a more natural fit for Netflix as a comic book based universe than basically anything else that they've done, including the unequivocally bad Marvel Netflix shows that we all hated. Um, I'm Go glad those yourself. are in the rearview mirror. Wow. Go fuck yourself, man. Just like that terrible Gray Man movie that they also had on Dude, Netflix. Dude, that was fun. <laughs> I'm just it's a fucking trying. popcorn movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Stop poking the bear. Um, all right. Well, but I guess it's fine to poke a bear, but when it's the only <laughs> the bear's the only thing in the room, it's sort of like. <laughs> anyway, this is fun. Uh, moving over to another thing that had a bunch of crossover elements. The last week's episode of Titans on Max had a crossover sort of with a couple of different properties as Beast Boy traveled through the multiverse, traveled through what's called the Red, which is a thing that was created for like Swamp Thing and Animal Man as part of Grant Morrison's run there. And over the course of this sequence, I don't know if you guys got to check it out, but uh, he actually crosses over with Stargirl. So we get to see Courtney Whitmore Stargirl from oh, the CW cool. show again. Very cool. Which is very cute. They both talk yeah. about family and how much family means to them. At the end of the episode with the promise very of more to Tom, Beast Boy Boy ends up in the Doom Patrol manner and meets Cyborg for the first time in live action, which wow, is very fun. Cool. That's awesome. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but the sort of backdoor pilot that they had in Titans for Doom Patrol had Beast Boy in it, but Cyborg wasn't in it yet. And then when they moved over to the Doom Patrol show, Beast Boy wasn't in it, but Cyborg was. So oh, yeah, wow. you got that so classic part. That was there. very cool. The rest They're of friends. it was pretty janky for the most part. They had footage of Grant Gustin as the Flash running by, and that's what sends him through the multiverse. They had a shot from Shazam. They had a very Sick. weird... Yeah, they had a very weird shot of Beast Boy from Teen Titans Go on a TV through, like, a little portal. Very weird. And, like, a bunch of voices from other shows. You heard Harley Quinn from the Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I I don't want to yuck anybody's young. Everybody seemed very excited to hear and see these things. Personally, I was like, I don't know. Well, that gets act- me excited that maybe Flashpoint's going to have like a lot of Easter eggs from doing this the felt different like, stuff. That would be pretty awesome. This felt like budget what they're going to be doing in the Flash movie. Uh, exactly. It's like a student film. You ever heard, you know, are you familiar with the term Sweeting? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when, like, you, you make add a... Swedish fish to things? No, which oh. is gross. Um, it's when you... Or the greatest. Uh, when you make a sort of a low-budget version of, uh, like, say, a movie scene or something. When you re-remake. There's a, a... What's the movie? Be Kind Rewind mm-hmm. features a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, where they remake, like, Ghostbuster scenes and, yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. So this this feels like they're like, yeah, we could just try this. And it's uh, janky, like you said. Yeah. Unequivocally, though, the best part of this Titans multiverse thing is at one point, Beast Boy turns and he looks over and you see through a portal. There's a man with a bald head facing away from the camera. The person turns around and it's none other than Grant Morrison 
the person who invented the red, who wrote the most storied run on Animal Man, that this was basically based on. He looks at Beast Boy and he says, I see you. Can you see me? Which is a shout out to a very famous scene at Animal Man where Animal Man turns towards the camera and says, I can see you. So that was very fun. I was very happy to see that. Holy nerdgasm. Well, it was also very funny to see. I was watching a bunch of reaction videos on TikTok to this Titan scene, and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Shazam. Oh, Stargirl, so cool. Oh, dude, was that the Harley Quinn animated series? Who's that guy? Who is that? <laughs> yeah. Who, who's, who's, that who's that? Oh, man. Oh, it's Steven Beast Boy. So I don't know. Nothing against anybody. It was just funny to be like, that was the best moment for me. Everybody, other people, that not was like, knowing. Oof. Well, it's also weird. Like, it's crazy. This is just on TV. This is like, it feels like so far away from any of the idea of like, let's make a show for the masses that uses these this cool IP and these cool characters. And so it's like, we squeeze Grant Morrison in to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them, though. And two other quick things that I'll mention. Nicholas Holt gave an interview talking about losing out on the Batman role to Robert Pattinson, which he said was totally fine because he felt like he would not have done a good job in that It's totally role. fine. It's <laughs> fine. Well, he said that he was upset originally, but then when he actually saw what they did, he was like, I wouldn't have worked in that world at all. Yes, Pete. Uh, what was Graham Morrison wearing? Was he wearing like a purple suit? Did he look like Lex Luthor? Like what? Yeah, yeah. They were wearing a pretty sweet suit in a library. It was very cool. Well, cool. You should check out the scene. I want to throw something out about Nicholas Holt, though. I saw this bopping around on Twitter a little bit, and I thought this was such a great idea. It's too bad that he wasn't Batman. How great would he be as Clayface, though, in the next movie? Oh, let's go. Wow. Right? Uh, Clayface, tricky to bring to live action, but awesome. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a classically trained actor to be able to pull off. Well, that's the thing. Nicholas Holt plays asshole so well. And for him to be a self-important actor with nothing really going on underneath, able to become all of these different characters through prosthetics or if they want to go full clay or whatever, I think that would be so much fun. I do hope they get him back because I think... That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, is. following if you combined the uh, Batman the animated series Clayface, uh, I think Feet of Clay was that the name of the two part uh, episode that had the origin of Clayface, which is amazing, and then the uh, Batman One Bad Day Clayface issue mm-hmm. that came out uh, mm-hmm. like a month ago that we reviewed. That so good that issue. would make a perfect Clayface movie. Last little bit, CinemaCon is coming up this week, which is a big, big deal for theatrical distributors. All theatrical. of the studio theatrical. All of the movie studios come out and they present their big stuff for the next year to really hype people up and say this is the great stuff that we're gonna put in your theaters. Theaters are back, baby. Uh and mm-hmm. to our purposes, Tuesday, Warner Brothers will have I think an entire day, uh, which is not how it always works. Usually, like, the studios get half a day. But Warner Brothers is going to be doing a state-of-the-industry address, which potentially could introduce some big DC news that feels like an appropriate place for it if they want to go there. And that's one of the big things they're pushing. On Tuesdays, I do a podcast, so I can't can't Well, the bigger thing, which is going to be happening when we are exactly when we're doing our live show, is they'll be screening the entirety of The Flash for the assembled public – at 4.45 p.m. PT. So that stuff is embargoed. They definitely are like, uh, no reviews Don't talk out of about this. It. 
but, but there's hype. yeah uh, here all i'm going to say is the entirety of the plot of the flash is going to be on the internet by the end of tuesday night that yeah. is going to happen all the cameos you about flashpoint the new movie that's coming out the flash movie starring ezra miller and michael keaton yes oh shit yeah wow. what were you talking about <laughs> i was talking about flashpoint the animated movie that came out a while back no I thought the new movie with Ezra Miller was called Flashpoint. Oh, no, it's called The Flash. Oh. <laughs> all right, this has been our expert news podcast where we all know exactly what's going on. We are us, journalists. <laughs> yes. Nope. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support this show and all the shows we do. You can also check us out live, as we mentioned, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about DC stuff. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, Dad. Get some rest. You know, you gotta. You're in pre-production for yeah. something. You're in, and I'm in that pre doing shit. Get I'm in done. pre doing my homework. Get it fucking <laughs> done already. Pre-production. But not a great understanding of how production works. <laughs> and Twenty One Bridges was a piece of shit, by the way. Oh! <laughs>